Trash Talking Tuesday. A mess. Dirty, dirty, mud. Getting dragged to the mud. Because everyone knows it's ridiculous. He started it. You got game? Game. It's a mess. Brought to you by Florence Recycling. It's time to clean it up. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. This is Trash Talking Tuesday. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. And welcome. It is 8.07 and you are tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always yes. So right from the New York Times telling its readers that unvaccinated kids should eat very quickly during Thanksgiving and then put their masks right back on after eating. Come and, on. And here to provide us with uh, the voice of reason from the medical uh, folks is Dr. John's back on the show. Dr. John, good morning. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. It's a great week. Um, last Monday and Tuesday, I was up at our state capitol for the first time in Tallahassee uh, and got to hear some really great legislators and senators come up with some great legislation that the governor signed into effect, as you know, in Brandon. Now, let's go, Brandon. And I'll tell you, it's going to help. It's helping right now, uh, at least with our employees right now. I'm being overwhelmed, though, I'll tell you this, with the number of people who need these exemptions to keep their jobs. Um, and, you know, I'll get to the children in just a second. But, hey, can I just add one thing? Whoever built the Capitol building in Tallahassee had no sense of history. <laughs> this is, it's a monstrosity of a skyscraper, a beautiful old Capitol building dwarfed by the skyscraper. But that said, um, the... The the problem we're seeing with the employees right now is they're really confused about what kind of exemptions they need. And, and by the way, these are people who have made good, conscientious decisions not to get the vaccine. And I, I can go into the hundred reasons why people would make good decisions not to get back. Tell, tell us what the Especially top, of, give, give me the top three. Uh, the, uh, number one, you've had COVID, you're recovered, you're immune, okay? There's still a bunch of doubting Thomases in the medical profession who don't believe that you, your immunity to COVID lasts but just a few months, they think you still need to get these shots. And that has been disproven time and time again. So, no, the bother, this is a very interesting disease. It's not like the flu. You know, the flu you get one year, you might get it the next year. Even if you've recovered last year, you could get it next year. It's not the same as influenza. This virus, when you get your immunity to this virus naturally, you have multiple levels of immunity. So number one is the COVID recovered. Number two are women of reproductive age. We know that there's concerns with fertility with this vaccine. It's been demonstrated it has collects the ovarian tissue. Um, number three is our, our people who have healthy immune systems to begin with, the young, healthy, um, the firefighters, the doctors, nurses, who maybe haven't even had COVID, but they have healthy immune systems. So I can go, hey, and here me give you another, here's another thought. If you have a family history of cancer, you know that BRAC gene positive, breast cancer, ovarian cancer person, study just came out yesterday showing this is kind of frightening, so don't don't get too concerned, guys, if you've already had it, but that the tumor-suppressing genes that kind of suppress what are called oncogenes, the, the genes that, that kind of create the tumors in our body, have been affected by these vaccines. I, I've, I've had three patients in my practice in the last month who've got new-onset breast cancers, especially multimyeloma, lymphoma, and we're trying to scratch our head. Nothing last year than two months after Moderna. So there are some studies coming out. You're not going to get this from the cancer profession in America. The cancer specialists aren't going to even bother asking about your vaccine status. But I'm just telling you, there are legitimate concerns for the vaccine. So, you're, so you say, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I, have, I want to have kids. I've got a family history of cancer. I've got a great immune system or I've had COVID. 
and now your employer is mandating it. All right. Now what's happening? Thanks be to God for Father for for Governor DeSantis. You know, by the way, the debate over religious exemptions. I wish you guys could have been there to hear this state senator, this one lady who had gone up against Ladapo, Dr. Ladapo. She she had the audacity to pull out the religion card for the religious exemption, and she stated, unless you belong to one of these five obscure religions that she mentioned, you cannot have a religious exemption, basically dictating to people their religious beliefs. Yeah. And one lady stood up and said, you, what, what right do you have to tell me what my religious belief is that I have to ascribe to one belief? And, you know, if I, I could be, for example, in my case, Catholic, and I can disagree, and I do, with a lot of what the leaders in my church are saying right now about our moral obligation to get a vaccine— I completely disagree with that, based on my understanding of the science of the vaccine. So I don't, you can't tell me what to believe or not to believe. And so anyway, thanks, thanks be to God, the Governor DeSantis signed into law this, this new, new legislation, which basically tells employers, if you do not allow your employees to take a religious exemption, forget about the medical exemptions for now, just a religious exemption, they're facing very stiff fines. And as, the, as an example of what happened in Pensacola, one hospital that fired a doctor and nurses because they wouldn't get the vaccine. I met this physician. He had 11 children. Can you believe that? Wow. And he was fired from the pediatric emergency room, Ascension Health in Pensacola, right after the governor signed legislation, sent a letter out, hired everybody back. They didn't want to face the fines. So um, I'm just telling you, there's hope for people who get religious exemptions and the medical exemptions. I, I actually, I, I write a lot of them, but I'm, I'm encouraging your listening audience, if they know people, go for the religious exemptions. It's a lot less work for me and other doctors, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I just thought, like you said, that, that you, can, you can ask for exemptions on different grounds, but it, it was almost like an act in futility. They, they weren't going to allow any of them. You're saying now they will? They're going to allow the religious exemptions as long as you, you know, you're, and this is the thing. They can't probe too far into your religious beliefs. For some crazy reason, some of these employees are really probing into the medical histories. It's, it's completely illegal, uh, if not unethical. But I, I'm being asked to, to answer all kinds of questions, and I'll put I refuse to answer because it's not – you don't, these employers have no business knowing – your medical history. Now, I thought but the same I, I, thing with Dr. John. I thought the governor his his thing was you can't force a mandate, and you're saying, oh, you you have to allow for the exemptions. It's not a it's not reversing mandates that employers have put on. Correct. He basically said um, that you can't. He they, unfortunately, what the legislation did is they gave five options for people to be exempt from the mandates if the employers insist on doing it. And these are going to be mostly your federal uh, and other and hospitals and others who feel they have no choice but to comply with the federal Biden directives. So, yeah, I mean, he did stop the mandates, but it's not stopping some employers who have federal contracts from still issuing those mandates. They're kind of waiting to see what the federal versus state, uh, you know, what happens there in the courts. So they're not going to lose their Medicare funding if they're a hospital over this. But the state of Florida said you better provide for exemptions. And that's that's a good thing. Okay, um, let's get so on yeah, to a little, little bit of both. That that's excellent information. Now, what about the kids and vaccines? Oh my lord! You know, we just had a. This is what's happening with kids. Number one, kids don't need the the vax. I've said it on your show. I hope every parent out there gets it. They're healthy. Their death rate from influenza is is greater than the death rate we've seen from COVID. There's been some really terrible things going on in the media about trying to scare parents into doing this just as they did with Gardasil vaccine for children and others. So what I can tell you right now 
is that they're, 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 they're doubling down on the children right now. And I, I don't get it. I don't get the, the parents who are making the decisions. They're doing it out of fear and ignorance. They know that the children are not super spreaders, especially children under the age of 12, all right? These six- and seven-year-old kids are not spreading the diseases to grandpa and grandma, and they're also not getting sick enough to, to, to affect their immune system so profoundly. And what really upset me is I, I, I'm, my, my own church actually sponsored a Department of Health shot campaign against our children yesterday. Thank, you know, thankfully, very few, if any, parents showed up for this drill, but we should not be allowing the Department of Health or any government to go on church property and give shots to kids, never mind uh, in general. So I'm just encouraging parents to just really here, – here's the deal, guys. The pediatricians, I've said this before, they have never met a vaccine, most of them, that they don't love. There's very few pediatricians that, in, in my opinion, have the courage to get up and say, hey, listen, is this really a vaccine that we need to give to our kids? Um, the the pedi- Pediatrics has become – a profession of vaccinating children and not really asking the questions, do, do my children need these vaccines? Do your children need these vaccines? In other words, what's the relative risk versus the benefit of the vaccine? And uh, that should be true with any vaccine. And I can go on and on. I have some YouTubes on that, but not every vaccine that's offered to every child is needed by every child. It's a population con- issue as opposed to the individualized care that every child should get. It's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So please, I encourage all parents listening, our grandparents, if people are concerned, don't get the vaccine uh, for their children. It's just not worth the risk. And, and doctor, you do such a great job. Dr. John with us. Um, let us know how things start to uh, unfold in Tallahassee in terms of the therapeutics and other things that you have promoted and pushed and see if the governor, you know, if we put this into uh, to law. They work. It still works. Ivermectin is part of the big group of medicines we use. Still work. I'm still getting calls from New York and Michigan and places in the country where the Delta variant is hitting. So thank God we're in Florida where we're doing great. Everybody still take your vitamins, zinc, vitamin C, D, zinc every day. And uh, God bless you. And have a happy Thanksgiving, Greg and Bob and your family. Thank you. Same to you, Dr. John. Always appreciate your expertise. Uh, more information coming up as to how well Florida is actually doing. Very, very well. They're doing the best in the country. 817 on the Bob Rose Show. Much more to come on 97.3 The Sky. Hang on. <laughs>